grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. Monday, Monday, Monday. We're starting a new week already. How's everybody doing? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay myself. Uh, our, our, our guest tonight, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host. Excuse me while I do this because I'm somewhere along the line. <laughs> the guest sent me a phone number and I can't find it, but my, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. We've got a great show lined up for you today. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this show. As a paranormal investigator, um, and I'm a big fan of Dead Files. I, I, I used to watch Dead Files quite a bit. And I'm just trying to find this phone number. Uh, I may have to call her because I know she sent it. I don't know what happened to the email. I'm a big fan of Dead Files. And uh, I've always wanted to get somebody who will do, do drawings for me. Of the dead, you know, a psychic that has that, or somebody, or to somebody that can listen to the psychic, and has that capability to do the drawings, you know, of, of what the person looks like. And I've always wanted this, and it's just wouldn't you know it? <laughs> anyway, um, let's see, I'm just making sure, and I've always wanted to get somebody to do this for me, and I've never been able to, to get anybody to do this. And you know what? I cannot find the phone number. Oh my gosh, I don't believe it. I know I got the email. It came in this afternoon and it's just not showing up. Hang on a second. I'm just going to narrow this down. Just give, give me a second. And because uh, she uh, she uh, emailed me and said that it would have to be via phone, which I had no problem with. So let me see. I know there's a phone number here because she sent it. There we go. I got it now. So let me dial this. Let me get this programmed in. Anyway, my name, I'll start again. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I am also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 35 strong up and down the state. And I'm just looking at this phone number. Okay, I don't want to say it out loud, you know. And uh, we can reach you just about anywhere where you're located. The other thing I want to talk about is that we are currently broadcasting on Twitter. We're broadcasting on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Okay. Now I got this. All right. I got it together now. And then there's some art I want to add to why I do while I start this. Okay. Got it. All right. Nothing like being organized, right? It's because I decided to add some extra art of hers on the site as well. So I'm going to be pulling some of that up while we start the interview. But anyway, um, I'm broadcasting tonight on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. So if you're watching from those locations, please join. Uh, please subscribe. You know, if you're on Twitch and YouTube, please subscribe. And if you're watching from Facebook, please, um, please hit the follow button because we're looking for followers, subscribers, things like that. Fun that. Uh, you know, uh, we have an event going on on Saturday with uh, Medium Nancy Matz. And she's going to be doing five-minute reads for people, and that that's going to run about ten ninety-nine per person. But it's only it's limited to eight people, and I think we have seven spots left now. People are starting to buy their spaces, so it's it's a rare thing for us to do this. And so, like I said, especially over on Facebook Live. 
So we're going to be doing that over there. So if you feel inclined, if you feel like you would like to get a reading, then let, then go ahead and go over to, and it's not on the usual pages. It's on California Haunts Ghostly Events page on Facebook. Just type that in. It'll take you over to that page. My Even my head's crooked today. Look at that. So anyway, we have a great guest for you tonight, Reverend Donna Vole. And like I started out, uh, she does something really cool. She's, she, she's a medium, and she's able to draw photo to, to, to draw portraits of the dead for people. And like I said, I've always been a big fan of dead files over, over the years, and I've always wanted to get somebody on my staff that can do this because I think in an, in an investigation situation, it helps a great deal. It really does. And um, so I'm really excited to have her on and talk to her and talk to her about her abilities because it takes, I mean, I, I'm an artist, but I'm not good at drawing, drawing portraits. So, you know, it, it takes a bit to do that. So anyway, um, without further ado, and if you see me having to look off camera or something really, I'm trying to get some of her art up. I finally found a couple more pieces of her art that I'm trying to get up so you guys can see it while during the interview. Because like I said, it's going to be a phone interview tonight. So let me give her a call and we'll get started. And uh, here we go. I still need dialing music. Hello. Hi, is this Donna? This is she. Hi, Charlotte. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you tonight? Excited to have you on. I'm excited to be able to share with you. Thank you. Fantastic. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, let me see. As a kid, you want kind of like a history of how I got to be where I am? Absolutely. Go for it. Okay. Well, as a child, I was always very open and very aware of energy, although I didn't understand what those words were. Seeing things, hearing things, sensing things that other people didn't see. So it was kind of disconcerting growing up and feeling a little bit kind of off and alone. And just like that kid in The Sixth Sense, every night was a show at my house and it was scary to me growing mm -hmm. up. And my mom and was a really good spiritual mom she still is and she would come in and pray and what that did for me without understanding it then is it shifted energy of course made me have a shift of frequency so that lower yucky scary stuff went away and it was peaceful again and so as I continued to grow I started having more cognitive cognitive things happening precognition clairvoyant visions things that I'd see and then it would occur and it was you know continuing on and on spirit things peering at me at night and as I continued to develop that, I was about 12, and back in that day, the only thing I could look online, and there was no online, the only place I could go to get any kind of insight or information at the public library was the Hans Holzer books, right. which were way back in a day. And I could at least read and see that other people had paranormal experiences, that it was called paranormal, that there was something else going on. And it made me feel at least a little less odd and a little bit more like, well, there is a, a world around here and people do recognize that. So this just continued on until I got into my 20s. I had little kids and the visions became more and more prevalent to the point where I just thought I have to get a handle on this. I have to understand what this is. So I did my whole spiritual seeking then, really prayer, meditation, learning how to activate this part of myself in a way that would allow me to truly be able to 
utilize this rather than have it overriding me, but having a practical way to see how this could be a spiritual gift. And that's kind of what led me into going toward that service work in the ministry. That's fascinating. You know, and, and you know, it's, it's like I said in the beginning of this, I've always wanted to have someone like you. Um, yeah, I'm always, <laughs> sorry guys, I'm in your face. I always wanted to have so, someone like you on my staff to do this stuff. Because I always felt, you know, when we're out with clients and stuff, you know, when, when, when our psychic is, is seeing these things, that, that it'd be great to have a clear, you know, clearer picture of who we're talking to. And to, I think one of the things that really is helpful is to understanding spiritual planes, understanding how our spiritual bodies work mm-hmm. with the spiritual planes, so that when we know if we encounter something, is it an astral, you know, shell? Is it an astral, emotional piece of information I'm picking up, rather than am I working in the spiritual plane that is really working with the higher self, working with those spirits? working with more of the human, the, the consciousness that is continuing on, working with the angels, it's to determine where you are based on spiritual law, natural law, spiritual planes, and the frequency. Mm-hmm. So I think it does help to look at it that way because it can define what you're encountering. When you're out there like that, you may be encountering something that's just simply a place like where there's a, a time I call kind of a time warp where really the two frequencies of one timeline and another are interconnecting. So we're actually not seeing somebody passed over at that moment. We're just seeing another uh, image of somebody else moving through that same space as we are. And how do we determine between that and an event where somebody is passed and they are on the other side? I think those are where we want to learn more about understanding those planes. And when you do this work, uh, does the client just come in, or, or or do they give you some items from you know from from the deceased person, or how's that work? No, 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 no. Not, not like that at all. It's okay. not like that at all. How the artwork first started is it's kind of interesting. If, if you'd like me to share that, absolutely. When I was learning the meditation, when I was learning how to sit quietly to activate my higher self, meaning. My own inner spirit connected to God. I believe we're connected through the Holy Spirit. It's like the greatest internet ever because we are alive and well. We don't die and become a spirit. We're a beautiful, powerful spirit expressing itself through this lifetime and other connecting life and aspects. And so as we connect to that part of us, that Holy Spirit part, all of our spiritual gifts are activated. We all have them. We all have the gift to discern. We Mm -hmm. all have the gift for wisdom, faith, whatever. So it was a way to discern that. So what was happening for me is I was just trying to organize what I was receiving through my meditation. So I started to journal what I was receiving so that I could go back and refer to it to see if that was accurate and how it was helpful to me, right? Right. And I started to just draw these little faces. And I knew that they were not anything... I could draw on my own. They were just too clear, too unique, too characteristic of somebody. And when I was a teenager back in middle school, I loved art. I loved to draw. And I had a teacher at that time tell me that I just didn't know how to draw faces and they weren't human. (laughs) So I, you know, being a kid, I just took that to heart and just never pursued anything. But I think actually it's been a good thing for my spirit and God because 
I don't have a preconceived training of how I need to draw a face. I have mm-hmm. no idea how it's going to happen. I just have faith in God and trust that and that energy of my higher self connect with somebody else's. So what happened was when I drew these faces, I didn't show anyone for a super long time, Charlotte. I just didn't show anybody because I kept praying, if this isn't good, make it stop because this is different, right? And I didn't know what it was. I've never seen it. And instead, I was really led to make the faces bigger, you know, because I'm a minimizer at first, you know, make them only about three inches big. And now Mm -hmm. I can make them, you know, full page. And I was led to draw a portrait, gave it to somebody with a message and prayed about that. And she recognized the person that had passed over. It was really important to her to know that everything was well with that soul and brought about healing. And then I understood the importance of this would be evidential. It would help people. It would show us that life goes on. So that's really how it goes. So when I work with somebody, I don't need to have a connection with anybody who's passed over. The point would be your spirit, my spirit are working harmony together. And what needs to come through is just drawn for you at that time. And that's how that comes. We don't call on somebody. Your spirit and God determines what comes through. That's the best way I can put it. It's interesting to me, you know, I mean, do, do, do they t- tell you the names or anything of these people or, or do you, do, like well, you say, a lot of times names or evidential information pertaining to these people okay. will come through as well. But the other thing that will happen sometimes is just, I will just know that you'll know them, but I won't know how. Mm-hmm. And there it is. And then somebody will, and it continues to this day. I mean, this has been going on for decades. I'm, I've been doing this work now for 35 years. That's right. how old I am. And so it's decades of testimonial, and I just have people recently giving me a new testimonial and new photographs to match, so it continues. The difference is I can't tell somebody, oh, I'll I'll draw your grandpa, or I will do this, because first of all, I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. I am just the vessel for which is coming from God, and that's determined by what's the greater good for you, and that's how it works. But when I first was working with this to see how it is even brought to bear and I started to go through seminary for spiritualist training and to become a minister because that's where I could express my clairvoyance in a positive way for me at that time. Mm -hmm. I I didn't have a clue how I was going to do this in a church setting, you know, because people get up and give messages if you are familiar with spiritualist churches. Mm -hmm. You go through your sermons and then you would do message work. So for me, it was... uh, interesting because I had no idea how this was going to play out. I took all of my art, sat down 15 minutes before service began to draw and everything moved so fast through me. It was almost hard to keep my hand in containment. It was just really quick. And what would happen is somebody would walk in the church. I would be led to see them. You know, I would note them. I'd note it on the bottom of the paper, like, you know, person with the red shirt in the last row or something. That's all I did. And then that art that was drawn had to go to them. It wasn't like I pulled up a piece of art and said, does anybody know this? It had to go to that specific person. It was determined already before the art was even drawn that it was for that person. And that's when we started to see how many people recognized people who were passed over. It was their grandparents. It was their family. It was a friend. It was a love. And um, they were able to see that. And then people could not only receive something like that, but it was wonderful to have everybody witness 
how great God is, how great spirit is, mm-hmm. how our consciousness remains and continues and, and we're not alone. So it was good for everybody really to experience that. Now my question is, did you, did you go to a parochial school or anything like that when you were young? No, okay. no, no. Okay. I was raised Lutheran. Lutherans love, okay. love, love things clean and simple. Right. They really don't talk about heaven and hell much. They really just like potlucks and they're lovely people. Pentecostal Sunday, once a year, talk about spiritual gifts. I love that Sunday. And then we never talked about it again. So there really wasn't any place for me to have a sense of how this fits into, you know, my belief systems or my understanding of God. Right. I just had to believe when you pray, when I talk to God, I really believe that if it was a bad thing, it would stop. And if it was a good thing that he, you know, that I was to do, it mm-hmm. would proceed. And it did. And so that's what we've done all these years. And the, the proof is interesting because it's so evidential. You know, I mean, here's faces of people that, you know, pictures are drawn, never meeting the people many times, never knowing the people, obviously, when they first come into a church or a setting or sit with me. Well, people that I work with now all over the, the world by phone, I don't know who them. I don't need to know them. I, I don't need to know anything mm-hmm. because it's got nothing to do with me or them. When I would go to train, sometimes I would go to different churches and travel, and I would go to Montreal. And that, to me, was the big test because when I went there, I served church that was both Italian and French. So I had an interpreter to speak about what my messages were, right? Mm-hmm. I had to speak. And they interpreted what I said. But what was so amazing is that the drawings went farther than the words could anyway, because people could see. And it, and it just was a way to um, bring out that love for the whole congregation, mm-hmm. even though the words were, we were all in a different language, you know. So that was a good way of having faith. You know, I always have to tell many people, we don't think that we're very um, capable of doing things, but we really are, and if we trust and let our spirit really develop and let God lead us and move us, we're all capable of having amazing things that could be life-changing for people in so many ways. We just have to trust that. Well, when it comes over you to do this, is it like, is it, did you feel that, that, that someone is, is, is moving your hands like an automatic writing? It's not exactly like that, but I know what you're meaning. You, but in a way, it, it is definitely not me because it, like when I'm sitting with somebody, like today I did a session with somebody, and I think that they were from Texas. And we were just sitting, and, and when I'm led to draw, it just, it, I'm just as surprised as anybody else how it's going to look. I have mm-hmm. no understanding. I'm not drawing what I'm seeing. Like I'm not seeing a vision and trying to draw that. Mm-hmm. So it is not that something grasps me, you know, but it it's really energy that moves through me because I feel uh, an unlimited amount of good source coming through me mm-hmm. and uh, a, a limited amount of information because I'm talking while I'm being led to draw. So there's a lot happening, you know, for that timeline that I'm doing the work and it's a good charge for me. I mean, anytime we touch into the Holy Spirit, we all feel pretty good, you know. Right. <laughs> drunk with the Spirit. It feels positive and powerful, right? But, you know, it's never where I'm not in a good place. 
Charlotte or I'm not clear, I'm, mm-hmm. I always explain to people that truly our spiritual development should be a normal expression of our spirit. It is who we are. And so we should be balanced with it. We're not in some altered state where we're not cognizant and aware of what's happening around us or being able to have a conversation. We should mm-hmm. be able to utilize that spiritual charge through us in a very normal way because really that's who we are. Now, I would think that this would be, this is a good thing. I mean, because like you say, yeah. people people are so despondent when they lose a loved one. And then to be able to see something like this would be fantastic. It has helped heal a lot of people. It also is interesting because of the way it will sometimes come through. There can be a portrait drawn that will have generations, you know, grandfather, father, son. There can be generations where they are working on a generational issue, okay? A grandfather that had an alcoholic addiction, a father that passed with it, and the son that was overcoming it. So you can see how it's teaching and sharing information, not just about showing the face. So it will give us that kind of broad information as well as the specific faces. What's interesting, if you look on my website, which is angelstoguideyou.com, You'll see a lot of the examples, and it's good to note that I never saw any of these pictures before the art was drawn. It was afterwards where people felt compelled to do a photocopy of their photos that inserted next to their portraits for me to see them and to share them for for other people to see them. And that's kind of how they come. They come for different reasons. I think a lot of times it's to bring about peace. It's a, it brings about closure. We've had it where people have received them in church and recognized somebody, but when they took them home to show their family, many more people were recognized because other family members had pictures of others, you know, generationally. And so it goes on to keep that sense of excitement for that discovery with other people. It also shows faces of people who are alive sometimes, and it never indicates that they're going to die then. I mean, eventually we all will, mm-hmm. but that they're important. We're teaching something. We're learning something from them. And there's also been faces presented that come into people's lives as well because the spirit of you doesn't see things as past, present, or future. The mm-hmm. spirit of you sees things as all-encompassing. And so that's interesting. I, I have a testimonial of somebody where... That is exactly what happened. They had other pictures. They had faces on the pictures they knew. And then they got this particular portrait, and they really loved the portrait, the angel, the messaging. And she didn't know all the faces. She knew just a couple. And it wasn't until later, as the message said, she meet somebody very interesting mm-hmm. and important in a relationship personally to her. And certainly he showed up, and when he did, his face had been drawn in there, and then he looked at the portrait, wow. and he recognized his family that were passed over were in there. Wow, that's really cool. So that linking happens, you know, two years, three years, or something before that portrait came. That's why I said we have to trust the process that what is drawn is for a purpose. I always tell people whether you want to frame them and hang them up or put them in your drawer, I don't care. But look at them, because there's a purpose behind everything that sometimes we are very fixated, you know, Charlotte, on an issue or a problem we may have in our life at that time. 
and yet the portrait is giving a continuation of the information mm -hmm. that will be pertinent to you even six months later or a year later. I've had many people, including ministers, tell me additional faces appear on their pictures. And I say, why not? It's God's energy. It's a God thing. It's a Holy Spirit thing. It could continue to develop, precipitate, and bring in new information as is needed to be seen. I had one lady, she was an elder lady, she's in spirit now, and she said hanging, she had her portraits hanging up in her hallway, and she said every time somebody passed away in my family, within a, another month and a half, the face was on there. Now, I have no idea that she would lie about it, mm -hmm. you know. I, I, I don't know that, I didn't see that, but, you know, why would she tell me that if it wasn't true? And her spouse said the same thing. He said, no, it happened. So I think we have to just see that spiritual things are, are, are supernatural, they're, they're important, they're energy, they're God, they're, they're a higher frequency, and we work in a world here that is multi-level, and so a lot of things can happen, and I think the portraits not only speak about continuation of consciousness, that we survive human death, you know, bodily death, that we're still there, we're still bringing about those characteristics to show that we still know that person and we're still living. But it also brings about lots of information. It brings about symbols and written information and scenes. It's telling a whole story to somebody's soul. Now, as a reverend, uh, you know, a lot of religions look down on this sort of thing. I know, Charlotte. It's like, where do I fit? Okay, this has been my lot in life. Where do I fit? Um some people say I'm too religious because I talk about God and Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. And some people say I'm the spawn of the devil and there's going to be demons <laughs> because I am not religious enough. It's, you know, it, I, I think where I've had to come, and I'm now 65, so, you know, we get a little bit wiser sometimes. We get a little older and we get a little bit more. We are who we are. I just realized that I have to do what gifts God put through me for mm -hmm. purpose. And if it doesn't fit in this dogma or this space or this place, it's just what I know is the truth for me to do. And if I pray and I go with it in true intention and it's a spiritual gift, then I think it's given for a spiritual purpose. But I also have learned just becoming a little wiser is semantically. There's words you can say that work with all community, right? Right. So we don't have to say clairvoyant medium if you're in a community where there's a lot of Baptists. We can talk about the gifts of Holy Spirit, and they're right on board. We can talk about Pentecostal religion and holiness, and they get it. We can also go to a place where there's a lot of people doing uh, meditative and chanting work and understand what we're talking about when we're talking about vibration and healing. Mm -hmm. So I think you can explain what's going on in words that are the same meaning, but just work better for some people. That's interesting, you know, I just, because I know I grew up Catholic mm -hmm. and parish forbid that they find out that I'm a ghost hunter, you know, because <laughs> you just, just you, know, you know what I, know, I mean? I would have I would have loved to have been a Catholic. I mean, like, seriously, I wanted to be one when I was little. I wanted a nun doll. I mean, I wanted to do the whole thing. And my mom's like, I'm sorry, we're Lutheran. You know? <laughs> but bless her heart, she bought me a nun doll when I was about 42. So, you know, 
<laughs> it's okay to be 42, though. <laughs> I had to wait a long time, but, you know, hey, that happens. But I, I know what you're saying. But when you really look at the truth about Catholicism or the truth about um, what Jesus spoke about, mm-hmm. you know, everything I do, you can do in, is, and more. Mm-hmm. And Jesus did all sorts of clairvoyant things. He he bilocated. He multiplied. He, he drove out demons. He did healings. Mm-hmm. You know, when we look at all of that, and then that, if we believe that, and I do, then when Jesus says, everything I do, you can do and more, mm-hmm. then why is it wrong to have something amazing happen through right. our spirit? Right. You know? And I think that's where you just have to stand in that place within your own truth and do the best you can and be able to talk to God about it and, and be on board with that. That's what I think, you know, for myself. Absolutely. Now, how 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 do you do these draw, drawings? Do, do, do people come to you? Do they, you know, or or you know, is, is it like just after somebody dies, they come to you, or do you approach them? No, no, no. I work? never approach them. Okay. Ever, ever, ever. Because I think um, you know we have privacy. So let's just say, as a clairvoyant person or somebody who's very open to see spiritual things around people. We really have to respect people's privacy. You don't come up and start giving messages to just somebody in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> because, but you may be prompted to just give a message of hope or, or you know, healing without being um, personal to them, right? We can right. be led to those things. But, no, I never do that. And if somebody calls me and says, you know, um, can you work with me? And, of course, I'll be willing to. But I tell them, you may want this child's picture to come through. You may want the spouse's picture. I would like that for you. I would hope for that. I would pray for that. Mm -hmm. But I cannot say that that will happen because I don't do that. I pray and it's a God thing. So as long as they are cool with that, I'm cool with that. You know, I I just think that that's really where I have to be. When I first started, it was about, it was really interesting because I was being super cautious, right? Mm-hmm. And super careful and super skeptical for myself. What I started to do is people just simply wrote their name on a piece of paper and the phone number so that when they gave it to the store that connected to me, uh, I would just take it, pray on that, write, you know, write out messages at that time. Oh my gosh, it was like, you know, 10 pages of handwritten letters of message and names and evidential information and then the drawing and then gave it back. Mm-hmm. I never saw them. I never talked with them. Half the time I couldn't understand what their signature even said, you know, like, you know, handwriting. It didn't matter. And when that kept showing up that it was evidential and true, mm-hmm. you know, that's how I did that work. Then I moved into doing more church work, as I explained before. And then I was working in a community of people, group of people, and how that would be. And then just starting to work more and more with one-on-one, you know, sitting at people's homes and things like that. They'd invite me in, and I would just do the work for different people. But over the years, I just moved into traveling less and being able to be home and do lots of different time zones in one day, Mm -hmm. right? So I don't need the person's body. The person's physical body has no bearing on it. How they react or how they look or how they make an expression should not have anything to do with influencing it because it, they shouldn't be influencing it at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just find this interesting. 
So when well, thank you. I, I mean, that, that's <laughs> I all I can. I'm just fascinated because, like I said, I've always wanted someone like you on my team. That that well, can I do this sort of. Maybe we can talk more about what your team does. And yeah. If there's something I can do to contribute in some way, I mean, my goal, Charlotte, is to share information or insight that I've learned just on my path. I don't know everything. I'm the first. Right. I'm much smarter at night than I am when I get up in the morning. Right. Up right. And so I'm willing to share with people and try to help guide. Because to me, this is a huge help. I mean, I. It's fine and dandy, and I have really good sensitives on my team. You know, it's fine and dandy for a sensitive to say, oh, I see her, she's wearing the smock, blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, to be able to get a portrait like this of somebody's loved one, it's incredible. Yeah, and I, like I said, what I, I find, what might be, might be interesting is see how art might play into something like that. I don't right. know. I haven't done it. You know, my work has never led me into, uh, Specifically, doing something at a at a place, okay, at a event space. Right. Where there's a, well, I have to now. I have to preface that again. Back when I was first studying, and I had to present the very first time ever in churches and student service, and I was very nervous. I was staying at a place that had a lot of spirit activity, right? And I sat, and we were drawing very very quickly, Spirit and I, to see how to develop this. I had no idea how to do this. I, I'd seen clairvoyance give messages. I had never seen anybody do art messages. You mm -hmm. know, I didn't even know what to do with that. And so a lot of pictures were drawn of faces quickly. So it was interesting because a, a friend of mine who is also named Charlotte, uh, she took these pictures while I was at class the next day, getting very nervous about having to present that night to the administration and said, do you know who this person is? And this lady who was in charge at the time said, who drew this picture at a blood cell? This is at a blood cell. She was a great medium at that place years before. And my friend said, well, I don't know. I've just kind of seen her around where we were staying and here it's drawn. So I guess we have picked up, you know, images that way by being in space where that is. But I like to always think that maybe Etta was just trying to help me at that time. Now, when, when when you're doing this, because I found, you know, like if I'm using dowsing rods and I'm in an active location, they're lining yeah, up for me to communicate with me, you know, with the dowsing rods. Yeah, I understand about that. I understand using those. I get that. So do you, um, do, do you find that, that, that you, that, that when you're in a haunted location or someplace, you know, you know what I mean, an active place that you have more of them lining up for, for you to do their portraits or is it just a, a, you pick and choose who, 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 you know, who you do. I think what it is is that I can be in a very active place, and and I have learned for me to be in a space where I'm not bothered. Okay. Okay. Like, I'm just like I. This is my work time. This is not my work time. Mm -hmm. Even now, if I'm moving through my space, my space here, we have a pretty good hedge of protection. You know, we're I, I'm always opening the doorways to good and not evil, but I'll tell you something, when you do good work, when you do service work, when you're doing clearing work, and you would know this, there is those energies, those entities, those non-human things that aren't good, that feed off of those kind of locations, right. or feed off of somebody that has some things attached to them. Right. So as you're doing the work that God needs you to clear that, you have got sometimes a residual effect of something coming towards you to try to stop you, right? Right. So 
when I say something, I don't invite myself to talk with it. I just mm-hmm. note it, and I always go into my higher self in prayer and say, okay, I'm seeing this. What is it that I need to do with it? Mm-hmm. I don't engage with it. I engage that way to get the information about what that means. Okay. I was going to ask you. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that too. That that part too, because I know with with, with the positives come come the negatives. It you does. know, when you're on a location. You know, you know this very well. I know that you are very very uh, educated in this, and you understand it. I saw you had Reverend Bill Bean on, <laughs> and I really really respect him. And yes, we do. If we're doing the work, you know, you're investigating something to try to help somebody, you're trying to clear space, whatever you're doing, you know, the same with me when I'm being led to connect with somebody. And as I'm working with them, I'm aware that there's an attachment, there's um, family attachments, there's generational attachments, right? There's abuse attachments. And how we go about that healing, right, to eliminate it, to remove it, to move it on. Well, a lot of times after that happens, you get that residual effect because when you've taken an energy that has been sucking life force, mm-hmm. you've just stopped its food or it's what it wants to do. It can be not happy. Now, see, I'm really at a point where I just say you have no dominion over me. I give it no power. It has no power. Now, but that doesn't mean I don't recognize it exists. Mm-hmm. Some people will do that thing with, I create my reality, so if I don't believe there's evil, then there isn't. Well, kind of, it's more like if I understand the power of prayer and frequency, it doesn't affect me in the same way because it doesn't have that right connection. You know, It has to have a matching, by natural law, we have to have an attraction. If my frequency can attract that frequency, then it can attach. If my frequency is a different one, different level of frequency, it doesn't match, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to look at it that way, but we have to understand as we're stepping into this work, however we're being asked or led to do so, that we have to have spiritual warfare and a defense plan to have that inner knowing about how the, the enemy works, how their motive of operation is, so that we're not sucked in, that it's that we're not misunderstanding, that we're not get, being told wrong information. How do that's where you use your spiritual gift of discernment. Mm-hmm. Discernment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think spiritual warfare is a really important piece, and a lot of people you know, learn about paranormal investigating and they want to go out there, they want to get the little recorders and they want to run out without having the basis of understanding right. what they're doing. And right. it, can, it can only make the situation worse and sometimes it comes back on them really badly. Is it harder? And, you know, just the question I have is, you know, as far as recognizing those negative energies, can they hide and act like a act like a uh, a nice energy and then 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 come off yes. as negative? Yes, yes, they can. Yes, they can, and that's where you have to have that. I believe where you have to understand the spiritual plane. So you're going through to your higher self of that higher causal plane to that greater level, mm-hmm. right? It going above the mental plane because the lower energies or the nasty energies or the entities that are pretty powerful or those that are dark magicians and think that they're something great, whatever. They operate in the physical, they operate in the astral plane, and they operate in the lower mental. They cannot operate in the higher or in the causal. 
So if we're getting our information, if we're going and resourcing in that other level, we are in a different frequency from them. So we can then discern what is real or not real, what is hidden or not. But there was a time, and I'm allowed to speak on this because the person had given me permission to speak on this. She's now passed over anyway. But at one point, this person came to me, and she, we did the spiritual art, and there was these generational faces, and came to see quickly that she had multiple personality disorder. I could see hmm. the different inter- energies, and it was interesting. And she was amazed at what was drawn and what was said and spiritually helping. And she went to her psychiatrist and said, hey, this lady, you know, got all of this. And the psychiatrist contacted me and said, you know, I've been working with her four years to get to this point. How did you know this? And I said, because, you know, if you come from the spirit of the person, her higher self, her spirit, isn't part of this fractionated stuff. It's her astral and her mental body from abuse. It was severe abuse, severe, severe abuse. So what happened is we worked with healing with her for a really long time and had amazing things. But one night when she came for healing, there was an entity that I had never seen, even though she had come and had been attached to her for years. It was revealed to me at that time because it was going to be removed. And when that occurred, it was the most amazing thing to me to see it because when you're doing that type of healing work, you're not doing it, first of all. God is doing it. We have no power like that. And whenever an attachment is deeply rooted, it's generationally, especially in sexual abuse, mm-hmm. it can be almost attached within the chakra system, you know, into the etheric body of the person. And you can't yank it. If you yank it, it's like a root. You know, I go outside my kudzu. I live in the South. Yank kudzu. Well, guess what? you got 25 more things of kudzu pulled mm-hmm. back in. You know, it's a, it's a never-ending thing. So what you have to really do in that type of healing is with prayer and with, with spiritual help, it has to release from where it was bound in, right? Right. And then lifting up, and then it's like light comes out. It's like the root is released, and then whatever's attached. In in this case, there was these beautiful golden um, robed entities that came, surrounded it, and moved it to where it had to go. It wasn't me to determine that. We are not schooled to know all of that, right? We're just part of the piece Mm -hmm. of the puzzle. And at that time, I saw what I believe clearly. This was such a profoundly, it was the first time I had really clairvoyantly seen an evil entity that looked like that. I'd seen things by Charlotte, but that one was just straight out of some kind of Stephen King nightmare, right? Right. Is that determined of disfigured and evil, but it was removed. It had attached up through her um, from abuse. So when she came out of that healing, she said to me, first thing, what did you see? Now, you're not going to tell somebody this specific thing because this person is going to draw that right back by thinking about it. Right. It just is going to happen. So what I said to her is the truth. It is the most profound healing I think I've ever seen because I really believe the Master Jesus came. I think there was all these beautiful beings I could see surrounding this very low base, evil, very generational issued creature gone. And she did 
profoundly do better after that. In fact, she no longer needed to have all of the problems she had with meds and stuff. Her psychiatrist was able to manage it. It was like her fractionated personalities melted together, and she became a really big prayer warrior. You know, she was like all in. So it's an amazing thing to see that. But for many years, that was not revealed because it wasn't time yet for her to be at that point for the releasing of it, perhaps. Now, I think I was protected at my home. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we released many things. We didn't, but God did, right? Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes you see those kind of big things when there's a moment for that to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. It's right energy time. The next day when I was driving, I was going down 55 miles an hour down. It was a nice, clean, easy road. It was fine. And as I went to pass this big, I think it was like one of those kind of tow trucks that is bringing other things on its flatbed. It was pretty large. This guy driving looked at me and he looked at me with a completely blank face. (laughs) And I know it wasn't him driving anymore pushed me right off the road into the medium, and I, the median wow. strip, and I was going 55 miles an hour, holding on. My first impulse is always, God will protect me, God will protect me, God will protect me. That's my go-to. Mm-hmm. We go, okay, there's a plan, we're good. And we stopped, it was upsetting, and the, I heard this clairvoyant, clairaudient evil voice saying, you pissed off big evil, because see, that entity had been feeding on that family mm-hmm. for many generations. And didn't want and you said, involved. Yep. You have no dominion over me and God took care of me. Well, that was one of the questions in the chat room is how do you repel that stuff? You have to do it by frequency. We have to remember that we are frequency machines. That's really what we are. We are frequency. And when we understand that we're vibration and frequency and everything vibrates, everything mm-hmm matches that or repels that that's what we we do i think one of the greatest oops i'm dropping my headset sorry i think one of the greatest she dropped me no go ahead I, are you there i'm sorry <laughs> um i didn't mean to psalm 91 you know people look at the bible like oh that's just old stuff Psalm 91 is nothing but all about frequency and vibration. It says, if I stand in the shadow of God, if I'm in that presence, and I'm standing like that, I'll be lifted like angels, meaning I will be in a higher frequency. And I'll see things happening around me, but it cannot touch me. Now, that's completely what we understand about natural law and frequency, if Mm -hmm. we're looking at that. So for those asking in the chat room, the answer would be the more you pray, the more you meditate, the more you go to that true part of your soul, your higher self, that connection to that Holy Spirit, that divine presence of God, and you live in that place, that's where you're using your spiritual gifts become activated, and then these types of things in your life, even generational, or maybe, you know, from trauma, they can't seize on you. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like when you take an antibiotic. That frequency of that antibiotic medicine, the bacteria cannot survive it. That's mm-hmm. what happens. It goes away, right? Mm-hmm. It clears your frequency. It's the same thing. It's as above, so below. We have to just understand how we operate. 
mm-hmm. that there are spiritual planes, and the lower planes in the physical is where this lower energy will work. Now, Spirit told me a few years ago, showed me the Earth. You know, we can all visualize Google Earth now. We've all seen the satellites and how beautiful our blue planet is, and you see all the circulation of the cloud masses and how it moves through the system, right? It's beautiful. Well, what I saw was the Earth, and instead of that, that we were encapsulated in this very red, heavy, dross kind of frequency energy, as if it's a thick cloud mass over the Earth. That's Mm -hmm. the astral, they explained to me. This is now going to be the new astral. This is going to be the new energy that the dark ones are putting on, that the dark forces using, because it can operate in the astral. So what was going to happen is a lot of, well, all of us, because we all have an astral body in this moment, and we'll have to operate through that. And I think that's why we're seeing so many people emotionally lost right now. We have to rise beyond that. If we go to our higher mental, if we go to the spirit of us, we move through it. It's like a rocket that shoots right up through there, and we're in that clear. Mm-hmm. And we may still have to operate through it, throughout it because we're still walking this world. But it's not going to affect us the same way because we understand that we are not that. We don't get bought into it. Interesting. And the other question was, do you believe in demons? Absolutely, they exist. Angels exist. I've seen them. I've seen them. I've seen them, and they've manifested. I've seen an angel manifest that was physical. It moved things. He moved things. I have seen demons. We have to understand that we are beautiful, co-creating beings. Mm-hmm. Our image, we're made in the image of God, who's a co-creator. God is the big creator. We are creative beings. That's what we do. We create all the time. We're manifesting all the time. We're always creating. And there is a huge non-human evil energy that uses our creating abilities for their purposes. And we have to be wise enough to understand that they're not allowed to by the frequency who we are. Free will. Right. Our right. free will choices determine right. that. But yes, there's demons. Yes, there are. That's not pretend. Well, let me ask you this then, along that line. Do you believe that there are entities out there that aren't demonic, but they want to act like they're demonic to scare people? Yes, I think there's all sorts of levels of that. There's a lot of times when somebody passes and your higher consciousness moves on, you know, you're up in the causal, your, your spirit is back to where it belongs. Mm-hmm. You're dropping the physical body. You drop the etheric body, which takes a little longer to dissipate. That's why, personally, for me, I think cremation is good. Your astral body, if you have worked to try to master your emotions so that you're not into some difficult places, has to move through its shifting. And you drop that body, you drop the mental, and you, you know, you're dropping the bodies. So sometimes there can be on the astral plane somehow a revitalization of some kind of astral energy to reflect somebody's astral shell. And there are lower energies that will try to mask themselves in that. That's why you have to be wise when you're connecting with spirit 
that you're not doing it through the astral plane, you're doing it through the higher plane so that you can have a clear understanding of what you're receiving. And when you're trying to connect, how do you know the difference between uh, the planes? It's based on frequency. Okay. The best way to look at it is if you know your physical body, you know your astral body, you know your mental body, you know your spirit body. So when you're starting to meditate and you really are working on prayer, I always say to people, go into prayer and go into gratitude. They have shown, even with heart math, that the frequency around the earth plane mm -hmm. matches the frequency of gratitude when they've measured it. So mm -hmm. if we go in gratitude, we know we're moving into this greater place to be. So it's already moving us out of the lower energy. We're shifting. So that's what we want to do. So how you would determine it is when you are learning to meditate and you really learn how to understand when my spirit, when my higher self, when my soul is speaking to me, how does that sense on my physical body? Do I get a tingling on my hair? Do I get pressure on my arm? Mm -hmm. You start to get a code or like a ringtone, let's call it. So when I get that pressure on my arm or tingling on my hair, no matter where I am in the physical world, I stop and go, oh, my higher self is reaching to me. I mean, it's giving me a message. It's giving me a, an awareness. The same with your astral body. How do I feel when my higher self is connecting? How do I feel? The feeling body. Do mm -hmm. I feel peaceful? Do I feel exhilarated? Do I feel neutral? And then the same thing, it's my ringtone when all of a sudden I'm in an anxiety moment and I have a sudden calm or peace, I know that that is my higher self reaching to me. So I stop, breathe, and listen. Same with my mental body. What greeting, what connection, what words come that will always come from my higher self first? That's how you eliminate that fraudulent stuff because those are connections you're making personally to that soul of yours mm -hmm. to feed into these places. So to answer your question then, when you're encountering something, you're going to go right into your higher self because you've trained yourself to receive that way, to not only ask a question but receive, and it will guide you through what is real and what is something masquerading. It kind of reminds me of the white light technique, you know, when you when you... When, when, when you spread that white light around you to repel stuff. It, it is. It's the same point. Is okay. you're shifting frequency. The only thing I'm suggesting is, you know what, we're more powerful than that. Not only are we just putting light around us, mm -hmm. we can actively activate our connection to our higher self and hear and be guided and receive information. We don't just have to wait and hope someday something will just kind of drop from heaven and give me an idea. We are able to sit down and converse with our spirit. Our spirit guides us. Everyone who's listening or, or writing in or whatever they're doing right now has had experiences where they can say, I knew I shouldn't have trusted that person. Why didn't I listen to myself? Well, mm -hmm. who is yourself? It is that higher part of you. So if we know we're moved to be in certain places and guided and giving insight and dreams and gut feelings and all those things, we can define that more clearly, Charlotte, which will allow us to have a really clear, concise communication. And that's how we'll navigate through these things to understand if it's just a marauding spirit trying to trick us, or if it's really demonic, or if it's just our own mind, or if we happen to have crossed the path of the same 
you know, another frequency where somebody's walking down a hallway and so are we, only they're doing it in what we call 1810 and we're doing it in, you know, 1920 right. uh, and right. somebody else is doing it in 2022. We can have these conversions of this sort of like radio waves that are kind of like screwed up. It makes me think of, of growing up and my mother telling me, you got an angel on, on one shoulder and you and you got the bad thing on, on the other shoulder. Well, we kind of do because we have free will to decide how we want to react to anything. People go through hard things, Charlotte. I work with people all the time who've had great losses, lost children, deal with cancers, have chronic pain. So it's not that everything means that it's easy just because we're being spiritual. What it mm -hmm. means is if we do this with a spiritual vibration, we're guided and we have the best navigating outcomes that we can have. And there's a plan for it. We look at people, I always say this is a good example. When we look at Adam Walsh way back in the day, John Walsh. Right, right. Horrible. I mean, oh my God, talk about pure evil, pure evil. Now, Spirit has said to me over and over again, that little child was pulled out to not have to be part of oh. all the pain of that. But what that did is for that sacrifice of that soul, which was an intention, then that father turned around and created this whole system to help find children that needed to be done. So sometimes a bad thing is happening or a difficult part of a path is happening because we're on that path for a greater purpose. Otherwise, we can have an instantaneous healing. You know, a tumor can go away. Mm -hmm. it, we can have all sorts of things shift and change. Money can come to us tomorrow when we're in need. So when something doesn't happen, it's not because somebody isn't worthy or God can't do it or a higher self can't, can't bring that to bear. It's because perhaps it's part of our plan. That's why having that communication helps give us the insight, the peace, and the understanding to navigate through this world. Have you ever had one come through that had a message where they were really pushy about the message because they wanted you to get it to somebody like immediately? I, I have had um, in a situation, for example, when you're in a group, like a church setting or a mm -hmm. group setting where you're doing work and there's a lot of energies, a lot of family wanting to be the one to have a, a moment. Mm -hmm. right? I would like to have a moment. <laughs> So you can be a, a really strong amount of energy coming on top of you at that point to the point where you can almost kind of feel shaky. But this is where your spirit, your higher self, this is where your own guides, you know, the angels that protect you, set up a parameter so that that doesn't overtake you. It's orderly on how it comes through to you. Okay. Okay. Because it goes back to vibration. If my vibration stays at one place, sure, a pushy thing can't come by me. Because you know what? I'm not going to meet up with the pushy person at Walmart either. Right, right. Now, do you feel drained after this, or are you able to control your oh, energy no. flow? Oh, no. It's completely the other way. Okay. Completely the other way. I feel fantastic. Like, even talking to you, I'm being very inspired by spirit right now. <laughs> very inspired. Okay, I feel fantastic. It's after that withdraws that I go back to going, oh, I'm 65. Oh, my back hurts. <laughs> you know, that's when you go back into your body and you're back into your body's energy only. But no, it doesn't. And it should never drain you. It okay. should never drain you. 
when it's draining you, then what's happened is that spirit of you has already given what it needs to and has withdrawn. And we as humans tend to want to keep going at something and give us giving our energy out. Right. Different things in that flow. Right. That makes sense. Because I know when we're out working, you know, on, on location, sometimes spirit does want to feel a little bit of your energy, you know, because they miss that energy. And so one of my rules is that I'll, I'll put my pinky out and say, okay, yeah, go, you know, go ahead. Go, go ahead and take some of my energy, but not all of it. Right. And what, what you are going to do is the energy of your spirit coming through you, your intuition, mm -hmm. your discernment, and your spiritual gifts is an, un, it's an unending flow. That never ends. That's, that's not like, oh, you're only going to get, you know, 20 ounces of that. You get a bunch. So that flow goes through. So, of course, you're going to have spirit that is looking for that light, wanting that connection to come close, because why wouldn't you? You know, I mean, every healer I know, whether they are working as an accountant, a teacher, a doctor, a, you know, a reflexologist, working as a clerk, they're going to be and they're going to be the one that everybody at work comes and talks to them and, and gives them their problems and, and, and ask for their advice, because by nature, they're going to sense that healing energy or that knowledge through them and it's the same with you you're going to bring those kind of energies to you but the thing that you want to do is make sure that it's god's energy flowing to them mm -hmm. they don't have a right to take yours okay ever. yeah yeah because i've had it i've had i've had situations where i've been out on location and sometimes you just get the ones that that where you know where, where you let your guard down like i'm preoccupied with something yeah Yes, that can happen. That absolutely. And then my happen. stomach flips, and then I know what's going to happen because I'm going to end up at the end of the day. I'm going to be dead to the world for like two days. You know, and you're exactly right. And people should understand that. I remember early on that I was working at a metaphysical store, and somebody came in, and they came in, and they were chaotic. But it was almost like these spirit entities all around them were like little unruly children running all over. It was this weirdest <laughs> energy. And I suddenly got nauseated, and yep. my head hurt, and I felt dizzy, and I really felt terrible. And there had been a clairvoyant working in the back, and I had was just a newbie. I was just beginning to understand. I just was learning. And she came out, and she did a clearing, and she said to me, are you okay? Because that was, you know, horrible psychic attack coming through. So I went to my higher self. I went to my guides and said, you know, why would you not protect me? That was my first complaint why and my spirit said you didn't believe that that could happen you need to understand how this energy works if you're not staying in that right frequency we did protect you now you have a knowing of how that how that can be so it helps to learn the next time to be a little stronger a little bit wise absolutely so what's next for you well i continue to teach i continue to do the spirit work i mean this is the deal we laugh I could die tomorrow. I'd still be doing the spirit work. That's <laughs> never going to end. There's no retirement for spirit people working. So I would just be on the other side, probably directing it this way, right? Finding somebody <laughs> to help them. <laughs> so I continue to do that, teach and share. My real goal, Charlotte, is to do things that you've given me an opportunity today to let God speak through, to share with others, to give them confidence about their spirit, ideas on how to deal with and navigate through this time that seems so
so difficult for so many people. I really want to uplift people. I want them to see that there is love, that there is hope, that we are greater than this. And so that's kind of what I really work toward as my goal is to where do I need to be today and, and what can I do? What's my best goal from God for me today? What's your will, God? What do you need me to do today? Just let me be there and show me the way. If we could do that, all of us, we'd have a much better world. Oh, absolutely. I agree 100%. So if someone wants to find you, how, how, how do they find you? They go to my site, angelstoguideyou.com. It's plural angels, and it's all written out, angelstoguideyou.com. And you can you know, contact me through my contact on there. My phone number's on there. You can call and schedule if you want to do a portrait. If you want to get on our newsletter, it's free. I just try to bring up new ideas to share with people and to interact. We have a prayer family where, you know, it's just prayers that come out uh, every other week where we look at world prayers and, and how to have better defenses for ourselves to uplift ourselves and deal with issues. So it's just a really good community thing. If people want to reach me, they can do that. And do you charge for your portraits? My portraits I do charge for because that is absolutely. Um, but I have done so much that is free. If somebody has a real serious problem, I will always help them. I will always help everybody who needs help. So it's $185 for at least an hour. See, this is what's nice now. I schedule my own schedule. I'm not rushing. So if I schedule time, if we go over an hour, we do. If it's an hour and a half, it's an hour and a half. I don't care. We go to God is done talking about mm -hmm. it, and then we're good. The art is then completed, it's insured, and then I ship it to people wherever they are. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate what you're doing. And, you know, connect with me. And if I can help you in any way with your team or ideas, I, I'm open to share. Fantastic. Thank, and again, thank you so much. I'd love to get thank you back you on another much. time to talk more about this. This is fascinating to me anytime we have i have whatever wherever topics you'd like to go i'm willing to venture all right well thank you so much and have a good evening you too charlotte thank you god bless god bye bless bye-bye okay that was reverend donna vol talking about her ability to draw portraits of dead people dead folks deceased folks the dead i think it's really cool actually i think it's I think it's fantastic. It's like I, I've had people on my team that can do automatic writing, and I think that's absolutely fantastic. You know, anytime you can do this kind of ITC stuff is great because it helps along with, with investigations. And plus, if somebody dies in your family and you really want to make contact, it's a great way to, you know, especially if you see their face. Anyway, tomorrow, we're kind of shifting gears. You know, since I've been doing this, I've been wanting to have somebody on the show to talk about geoengineering and things like chemtrails and it's taken years and i'm talking i'm talking way back to blog talk time back 10 years 15 years okay so this is the first time i'm going to have somebody on here who's going to be talking about chemtrails now for people that don't know what chemtrails are let me straighten up here for a sec for people who don't know are and you know don't know what they are supposedly someone i'm not saying it's the government not going to get in trouble here Supposedly, somebody is loading planes with chemicals, and in the early mornings, they go up in the sky and they spread these chemicals through the air. And you can see, and you can see these planes doing this. Sometimes it's in the mornings, sometimes it's in the afternoons, and you see. And if you look up, 
it's a nice blue sky and you look up and you can see these these planes up there doing these patterns that look like um checkerboards it's always a cross pattern like a net so who knows what they're doing so this tomorrow alana friedman's going to be on with us tomorrow and she's going to be talking about geoengineering and chemtrails and so you know we can learn a little bit more about it a lot of the time they say that that stuff's put up there so for the radio waves so that there's like magnetic some kind of magnetic thing up there for the radios to bounce off of so you know the satellites and all that so they can send the radio waves all over the world who knows so we're going to be talking about that tomorrow so that'll be 6 30 p.m the usual time pacific here at this place i apologize for the beginning of the show because like i said um i had been uh, well i had been on the phone with a client right up until about 15 minutes before the show started and I was trying to do the art for the show and put the art together and everything I needed to put together. Didn't get a chance to. So I was trying to get all that during the first part of the show. So that's what that was about. But anyway, I, I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. And if you're interested in a psychic reading, Athena says she's seen chemtrails. Oh yeah, I have too. I've actually seen them being made. You know, I've looked up and seen and seen them being made because you can see them, you know, and that's why our skies aren't as blue. I mean, we have smog and stuff, but that's a lot of the time. That's why our skies aren't as blue as they should be is because supposedly these, these chemtrail things. And they last a while when they're up in the sky. But anyway, if you guys are interested in a psychic reading from a really good medium, and I've known Nancy Matz for years, and I can, I can attest to this, and uh, I've had her do readings on myself. Okay, she's very, very accurate. We're going to be doing a special reading thing on the 18th at 7 p.m. Pacific over at California Haunts Ghostly Events. And it's $10.99 for a five-minute reading. And believe me, she has the gift to gab. So whatever she gets, she can slam that down in five minutes like you can't believe. Okay? But it'll be an individual reading. There's only there's now only seven spots available because somebody purchased a spot this morning. So there's seven spots available, and we're going to be on for as long as it takes to get through those five-minute readings. But uh, it's, it's, it's a really cool event, and it's going to be on a Facebook Live thing. It won't be public or anything. It's just it's, it's a private reading that you're going to get. So that's, like I said, it's 10.99. So if you want to do that, uh, go over to California Haunts. Go see events. <laughs> you got me. I got so many websites. California Haunts, go see events and sign up to do that. And uh, we'll get that going for you. And, and uh, that'll be Saturday at 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, visit us at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. I'm doing some updates right now. Uh, we, we finally booked for the rest of the month, so that gives me time to work on the website and do with some of those projects. Visit us on TikTok, because we're over on TikTok. Uh, visit us at CaliforniaHaunts.org. That's another place to visit us. See, see what I mean? A lot of California Haunts websites. And uh, like I said, I'm glad you guys were here. And you see that ticker running along the bottom. That's because our paranormal group is, we, we don't take any money to do investigations or anything like that. It's all based on donation, you know. Uh, and so we really would appreciate anything you can help us out with to support the radio show and everything else. It's all out of my pocket. So, you know, and I'm retired. So I'm just trying to keep everything on the air and keep the show going. So if you could help me out a little bit, that would be great. Uh, that's at paypal.me at California Haunts or Venmo and then California and then just type in California Haunts. But I really appreciate it. Anyway, I will see you guys tomorrow. I'll go ahead and put up Donna's website 
for you guys to see. And then I'm going to bugger off of here and I will see you tomorrow. In fact, I'm going to be going over to TikTok to do a few things. So I will see you tomorrow. So here we go. And the website is angelstoguideyou.com. All right, guys, I'll see you tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Have a good night.